Right, we're reading tonight from Psalm 122 and Psalm 123, and it's on page 622 in the Church Bibles. The first two verses are quite appropriate for us tonight. I pray the, the Lord will make all of it appropriate to us. I rejoiced with those who said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing in your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. That is where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord, according to the statute given to Israel. There the thrones for judgment stand, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. And Psalm 123. I lift my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven. As the eyes of the slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Have mercy on us, O Lord. Have mercy on us, for we have endured much contempt. We have endured much ridicule from the proud, much contempt from the arrogant. Let's, uh, let's just pray to, that God will speak to us through his word as we come to him. Father God, we, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the scriptures and the wide variety of uh, what's contained in them and the different people that have written them out of their life's experience, out of their experience of you and out of the experience of uh, a journey Uh, seeking to follow you and we pray as we just come to these two psalms this evening that they will just help us as we too uh, seek to follow you and to be pleasing to you to live lives that are leading us towards you to know you better to love you better and uh, to worship you uh, in the fullness of spirit and truth so we just bring ourselves to you this evening in Jesus name Amen. What, uh, what do you think uh, brings joy uh, to the heart of a Bible translator? Um, well, a number of things, I suppose. Um, one would be um, seeing uh, people putting the translated scriptures uh, into effect in their lives, um, seeking to apply them to everyday life situations, uh, learning to draw on the Lord's strength, perhaps in challenging times, 
but just practically applying the scriptures would certainly uh, be a, a joy to a translator to see that happening so that the Bible is not just a, a, a nice book on the shelf but something that is a guide and a strength uh, in everyday life. Another thing that brings joy to a Bible translator is short chapters. Um, when you have worked your way verse by verse, verse, by verse through Psalm uh, 119, and all it's 176 verses, and you're just ready to tick the little box that says uh, the next psalm has been uh, properly checked, to come across uh, a whole group of nice short little psalms that you can go tick, 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 is really very nice. Uh, and in fact, I mean, you, you have to go another 20 psalms or more, I think, beyond Psalm 119 before you clock up the same number of verses uh, as you've got in that one uh, long psalm. It's a good psalm, mind you, um, but as I say, uh, it's, it's nice to have a bit of variety and hit some short ones. And that's what, I mean, these songs of ascents, in fact, the 15 psalms uh, that are included in the psalms of ascents are short, uh, short ones. And uh, it, it's good just to remind ourselves, too, that um, the, 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 the circumstances in which they were written, um, some of them by David, uh, like Psalm 122, uh, the heading uh, says it's of David, and some of the other ones, some of them may have been written by other people. Um, and, you know, in some of the Psalms you get headings which say this was written by David when he was being pursued by Saul and so on and so on. You get some of the historical settings. But that, that's one, that's one um, background to the Psalms. But also then they were collected together into collections that could be used um, in the, the liturgy, in, in the worship, in the um, church, uh, in, in the, the pilgrim's uh, progress, as it were, particularly these psalms of ascents, as they were used as uh, perhaps psalms of journeying towards Jerusalem, um, they were arranged in a certain way. I mean, the same as we would have in our hymn books, except we don't have hymn books anymore, but if we did have hymn books, um, you know, the, the, the time and the people who wrote them is one thing which is good to uh, pick up a bit of the background as to why, why the person wrote that particular hymn when they did, but they're often collected together, when they're collected together into a hymn book, they're collected uh, perhaps in terms of subject matter or how they might be used as part of a service. And it, it's similar with the Psalms, they've been arranged in a way that's, that's um, going to be suitable for uh, the uh, people of Israel to, to use in their worship. And these songs of ascents were um, used probably in, in journeying up towards Jerusalem. And it's a reminder that our, our Christian life too is, is, is a journey, uh, is a progression. It doesn't all come, uh, in, uh, all come at once in one go. Um, Jeff reminded us last week that the, the, um, the, uh, the tagline of, of Lloyd's TSB Bank is, you know, that they're, they're there for you, they're there for the journey which maybe means the same thing as we're ready to take you for a ride. But um, wh whatever it means, it's a reminder that life is a journey. We're, we're, we're following along. And this concept of going up to Jerusalem, these are songs of ascents, and Jerusalem um, is always seen as a place um, in the life of the people of Israel that you went up to. 
wherever you started from, you were always going up to Jerusalem. And I mean, I can remember, I don't know whether it's still true, but um, railway stations always used to have an upline and a downline. And the upline was always the line that went towards London, regardless of, you know, whether it was coming from Scotland or wherever. Um, the upline and the downline. And that's similar. Jerusalem would be seen as, as, as the pinnacle, the top, uh, particularly the temple, particularly um, Mount Zion, uh, and the temple would be uh, an, an ascent somewhere that you, you went, went up to. And if you, if you read through the New Testament too, you'll see often you know, it mentions uh, talking about going up to Jerusalem, going up to the temple, going up for, to, for one of the feasts uh, in Jerusalem. And um, I, I, my understanding is that it, it, modern, even in the modern day, um, Jews who are emigrating, going to Israel, wherever they may be coming from, that is still the same term that's used. It's talked about going up. Um, they're, they're going to Israel. They're going up. Um, and it would have been used too when the, when the Jews returned from exile in Babylon. They would have talked of going up Jerusalem returning uh, to that place which was uppermost in, in their thoughts and in their uh, connection with, with God. So Psalms of Ascent represent, represent a, a progression heading for worship at the place where worship was centered um, in Jerusalem in the temple. And I don't know um, what life is like for you, whether you think of it as being a steady ascent, uh, a straight line. Uh, that gets you to the pinnacle just step by step you're going higher and higher all the time when you're getting there um, I think probably for most of us life is more a series of, of ups and downs of peaks and troughs um, we work our way perhaps through a struggle and we reach a stage where we feel God has brought us through and we're in, we're in a place of stability security and then perhaps something else happens which uh, means we have to go through that process again and hopefully what we've learned at one point of God's graciousness and God's help helps us the next time too as we face a, di- a different kind of struggle, a different kind of challenge. And I think that's reflected in these psalms, the, the psalms of ascents, the songs of ascents. Um, you certainly get a kind of uh, progression of, of, uh, of, of dips and upslopes and pinnacles and then there seem to be more dips if you look just going back to the from Psalm 120 the first of the songs of ascents um, you know, that seems to well it starts off with the word I, I call on the Lord in my distress it's talking of a struggle of a distress and uh, he talks about the kind of opposition that he's uh, experiencing you move on to Psalm 121 and there's a recognition of the powerful resources that are available in God. I lift up my eyes to the hills, to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. There's a recognition uh, that there is power to help a resource. And then you get to Psalm 122 and Psalm 122 seems to be setting you on, on the pinnacle. Here we are, Jerusalem. We're at your gates. and uh, We've arrived. We've come. Um, and if that seems a little bit odd that uh, with 15 psalms of a sense we've only got to the third psalm and we've already arrived um, but I think that you know there is this progression there's this cycle of uh, ups and downs and so you've got psalms which seem to focus more on, on the distress 
side of things. Um, Psalms which focus more on the resources that we have in the Lord and uh, Psalms which uh, focus on that sense of security at being in the Lord's presence and knowing that the Lord is there for you. And I think we have this, this, um, let's say, this sort of cycle of ups and downs that we often experience in our own, own lives and different circumstances. And I think if we, we see Psalm 122 as something of a, of a, of a, a height, uh, a pinnacle, here we are, we've arrived at your gates, Jerusalem, our feet are standing in your gates. Um, Psalm 123 is definitely a bit more of a dip. Um, he talks about, you know, the uh, slaves have mercy on us, we've endured no end of contempt in verse 3 of Psalm 123, no end of ridicule uh, uh, from the arrogant, contempt from the proud. Um, and I think this sort of cycle of, of distress, problems, struggles, uh, looking to the Lord for help and recognizing that there is help available in the Lord and then coming to a position of, of trust uh, in the Lord um, it is, as I say, it's, it's repeated. And if Psalm 123 is something of a uh, focus on the, on the struggle, there's also a mention of, of looking to the Lord as being the one that can help. And Psalm 124 too, if the Lord had not been on our side, um, people, you know, we, we, we would have succumbed. We, we wouldn't have managed to continue on. But, but praise be to the Lord, uh, whose our help is in the name of the Lord. And Psalm 125 sort of gets you back up almost onto a, a pinnacle again. Those who trust in the Lord are out like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken but endures forever. So I think, I mean, in a sense, that's, that's giving you a reason as to why I'm going to start with Psalm 123 and then go back to 122, because I think 123, let's say, is sort of the darker background um, that helps us to see a bit more the, the, the brilliance and, and the, um, the wonder of Psalm 122, the, the arrival uh, at the place of uh, the Lord's presence, in that case, in Jerusalem. And I think these psalms help us to, to see that worship arises out of, out of life and how we cope with life. It's not, worship isn't sort of a little bubble that we enter into on a Sunday morning um, where everything's fine and dandy, uh, but it, worship is an ongoing experience that as we cope with the struggles of life, as we experience the Lord's help through those struggles, that brings us to a, a, a place of, of uh, security, of trust, of knowledge of the Lord's presence where we've, we, we bring him worship and praise based on our experience of how he has been there for us uh, in times of difficulty particularly. And um, as I say, I think this is, this is reflected in these psalms. So I think just really three things just to help us as we think. What, how do we bring ourselves uh, to, to worship? How, what's, what brings us to that place? And one is yeah, recognizing our needs, uh, recognizing that you know, we do face situations that are struggles, uh, that bring us uh, distress, that bring us worry, that bring us concern. And Secondly, acknowledging God's power, that God has resources to help us, whatever struggles it may be that we're facing. 
whatever difficulties we may be going through, God has the resources to, to help us. And thirdly, to, to rejoice in that security that we have, even though um, struggles may, may knock us for six from time to time. Um, yet, ultimately, we have that place of security uh, in God and uh, rejoicing in our relationships, knowing a secure relationship with God, knowing a relationship with the people of God um, is what draws us out to, to worship him for who he is and for all that he has done to sustain us. So let's just uh, tease those out a, a little bit. As I say, I think Psalm 123 focuses to a certain extent uh, at the, the distress. It talks about uh, as the eyes of a slave look to the hand of their master, uh, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. And, uh, you know, I think for different ones of us, we, we, all, we face different kinds of struggle, different kinds of anxieties, depending perhaps on the kind of person that we are, depending on the particular circumstances of life that God has placed us in. Um, and if you look through these psalms, you'll find, you know, a number of, a, a range of, of struggles that... Uh, the psalmist was going through, or the people of God were going through, that are, are expressed uh, in the Psalms. Um, Psalm 120, as we looked at already, is, is, is talking about, you know, save me, Lord, from lying lips and deceitful tongues, those that, that perhaps are um, seeking to bring us down in different ways. talks about uh, verse 7 of Psalm 120, I am for peace, but when they speak, they are for war. Um, and, uh, you know, somebody who's, you know, perhaps trying to bring peace situations but feel that um, others are just trying to stir things up and, and make trouble. Um, Psalm 123, again, yes, talks of contempt and, and ridicule. Um, uh, the psalmist is saying, uh, we've endured no end of contempt endured no end of ridicule perhaps people do make fun of us perhaps that's something that we struggle with uh, feeling that people just uh, don't take us uh, take our, our faith seriously take us seriously um, and as, as I say as you, as you go on through the Psalms you'll see uh, different expressions of, of struggle that I think you know we can very often relate to and that's one of the wonders, I think, of the Psalms, is that they're very open about the kinds of struggles the psalmist is, is expressing. And we can often relate to those and the kinds of questions that the psalmist asks. And Psalm 123 likens our distress to slavery. And that perhaps sort of speaks of you know, a feeling of being trapped. A slave can't free themselves. They're, they're entirely in the hands of somebody else. And, you know, perhaps there are situations where, where we feel that way. You know, we're trapped in, in something that we can't do anything to get out of. Um, it's all in the hands of somebody else. Um, and we, we're, we're hopeless and, and helpless in that situation. And uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good to think about, you know, what, what, what are the struggles that I'm going through? Are, are, they, are they situations that actually... I could do something about, um, either if I didn't put things off or um, 
I, you know, I, I faced up to something and took some action, there's something, something that I could do to help, but there are others where we just have to say, well, it has to be in the Lord's hands. There's nothing, it's, it's, it's completely out of my control. And that's where we get thrown particularly against the Lord. I think we, we were thinking in our home group uh, the other evening um, uh, about our verse for the year and thinking about, you know, how, how do we experience God as our, as our rock as our refuge, as our shield. And it's really need that drives us to that experience. If, if we're comfortable, if we're feeling we can handle things, we probably don't get that full experience of God as our rock, as our refuge, because we, you know, we're not driven to it. Um, and uh, it's, it's recognizing our, our need, recognizing our struggles that often will drive us to the Lord and see where uh, our help can come from. And so that uh, brings us into uh, acknowledging God's power to help us. Once we see our need, we can look to him for help. And it's interesting, isn't it? The, the first verse of Psalm 123 is quite similar to the first verse of Psalm 121. Um, Psalm 121 is, um, starts with the question, where does my help come from? Does it come from the hills? No, my help uh, comes from the Lord. Um, Psalm 123 doesn't ask the question, um, but comes straight up with the answer. I lift, my eye, I lift up my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. And the Lord is the one... Um, to whom I need to call on for, for mercy and for help. God is the one enthroned in heaven and he is the one our eyes need to look towards uh, to seek help, particularly in, 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 the, in the struggles and difficulties that we go through. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy we're dependent on God and we need to look towards him um, in order to, to look for help. Very often, unfortunately, we, we may look in all other directions to get possible help uh, until finally we think, well, maybe the Lord could do something to help me and we turn to him. But we turn um, to the Lord as our first port of call and maybe he can direct us uh, in ways to show how we can get help through the particular difficulties that we're facing. Um, and it's a reminder too here, isn't it, that yes, God, God is there to help us. God is our resource. He has everything to help us. Um, but we are dependent on his mercy. We can't dictate to God how he should act in a particular situation. Um, we often would like to do that. We can see what would help us through it we can see what uh, you know what what God needs to do in order to put things right for us um, but we can't demand God to act in, in a particular way we cast ourselves on him and you know we, we can't say things like we well, you know if God really loved me surely he would do this or um, uh, you know I asked God for this but he didn't do it so I'm not sure if he's really there for me um, we need to know that God is there for us and he will help us um, 
in the way that he knows uh, is best for us. One thing um, Pastor Jeff said in uh, his sermon uh, on the first two Psalms of Ascent uh, last week was, um, we do not have the promise of a trouble-free journey, but we do have the promise of God's presence uh, with us and the promise of a safe arrival. And that's what we need to get hold of and to know as we go through, uh, go through difficulties uh, that God will help us. Uh, we can't dictate how he's going to do that. We cast ourselves on him uh, for his help and for his mercy. So let's take a step backwards, which is in pilgrim terms, a step forward. We'll go back to Psalm 122, which talks about arrival, about getting there, coming through those difficulties, knowing God's help, and now here we are uh, at the gates of Jerusalem, uh, safe arrival, a sense of, uh, yes, God has brought me through. I've got to the point um, where I need to be at this point uh, of my life at this point of my pilgrimage, at this point of my journey, a sense of security. This is where we belong. This is what we've been working towards, um, arriving in Jerusalem. And think of all the planning and all the anticipation uh, that would have been part of going up to Jerusalem for a, for a family or for a people, going up perhaps to one of the feasts uh, at Jerusalem and the, the anticipation of that and the arrival at the great city and people thronging to the temple and how that would have, have just brought a sense of, of uplifting uh, towards, uh, towards God. And uh, even more, thinking of those returning from exile in Babylon and uh, the anticipation of actually um, getting back to Jerusalem after all those years in a foreign land. Uh, how, how can we sing the Lord's songs in a foreign land? That's what one of the psalms expressed, wasn't it? Um, we just had to hang up our harps on the trees. We couldn't do it. We, you know, we needed to be in Jerusalem to do that. Um, uh, and uh, Jerusalem was just the focus uh, for them. And now, just, just think of the, the, um, the joy of actually arriving uh, in Jerusalem and seeing the city. And uh, for the... Um, Jews coming back from exile, it, it would too have been a joy actually to see the city now had walls. And remember how near, when Nehemiah returned from exile and he, he walked around the walls of the city and he saw how, you know, how crumbled down they were, how there were, there were holes in the walls, they were broken down, and how he'd gathered work parties and they'd worked at restoring the walls. And so for later exiles coming back, um, here they are, Jerusalem, and, yeah, and look, the walls are done and how wonderful it is. And that would, have been, that would have been a great joy. Also notice, it, it, it's something to be enjoyed in company with others. It's not sort of an individual experience. I think that, that too reminds us that, that, that worship um, is, a corporate, uh, is a corporate experience. Yes, we can worship God in our hearts as individuals, but there's a great joy in coming together, meeting with the people of God uh, in, in order to join together in worship. And that security that we have uh, as being the people of God uh, and knowing our relationship with God is secure, knowing that helps us uh, in company with one another to, you know, to be ourselves. We don't have to 
try and make an effort to put on a front uh, to look good, uh, you know, to, to, to impress. But we can. We can, we can be ourselves. In that sense, we can, can relax in God's presence and know um, that because he has met with us, because he calls us his children, uh, we, can, we can be secure in company with one another because we've all come to God in the same way, depending on his mercy and, and on his love. It's got this interesting phrase, isn't it, in verse 3, Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. I don't know what sort of a picture that brings to you, and, and if you look in the commentaries, you'll find all sorts of uh, different understandings of what, what actually is going on there. seems that it quite likely relates as much to sort of the, the, the company of people as it does to the actual sort of physical buildings of Jerusalem, although Jerusalem would have been you know, as a walled city and, and would have been fairly compact. But it seems to be um, speaking of, you know, people coming together, a sense of unity, uh, coming as one uh, crowd of people. Uh, it talks about the, diff- the, the different tribes coming to Jerusalem to worship God there. So it talks of people coming from different backgrounds, um, from different settings, and yet joined in unity and, and again I think that's uh, an important thing of worship isn't it we do, we do, we've all come from different backgrounds we've all come from different experiences we've maybe uh, our, our coming to God has been in different ways um, we haven't uh, we've all come through um, acknowledging the Lord's sacrifice as, as the gateway um, to our life with God but we've come at that in different ways and we've come from different backgrounds and yet we can be united, we can be, if you like, closely compacted, not very closely compacted tonight, are we? Well, it's sort of not too bad, but um, it, it's, you know, it's just a sense of unity even with the, with the diverse backgrounds uh, that we have and that's where we, we come. It says that's where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to Israel. And, yeah, there's, there's a sense here that, that Jerusalem is, is built for, yeah, for people to come and worship the Lord. That's what Jerusalem, that's what the Temple Mount uh, was there for. Um, not just um, to be a, a, a beautiful city that people would admire the buildings and the structures uh, but rather it was a, a, a place where people could meet together, come together uh, to worship the Lord. It was a people-centered uh, city where people could, could uh, be brought together to worship the Lord, making room for one another um, and a, a sense of unity within the diversity of different, uh, different people. But built for, a, built for a worshiping people, there's a, there's a focus on one ruler one Lord, um, have come to praise the name of the Lord. Their eyes are focused in one direction. Um, and that, that's what brings their, their unity, their, their coming together. Um, it's, Jerusalem was built for, for a worshipping people. And notice too that sort of praise and obedience go together. Um, there's an expectation that God gives direction to his people through his word. Um, if, 
you look to praise the name of the Lord according to the statute given to the Lord talks about thrones of judgment so the idea that you know, there may be the need for correction for direction, for discernment um, and it's sort of a, a, a bringing together of, of, of spirit and truth uh, you don't worship God in, in a vacuum but you worship God against the background of, of his revelation to us against the background of his word and um, his historical work in the lives of his people. We worship God in spirit and in truth. There's a need for obedience, for recognition of his word according to the statutes, according to the the word that God has given to us. And then, how do we pray? It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. How should we pray? Um, We have our place of worship here, very, very different um, but how, yeah, how should we pray for us as a company of God's, God's people seeking to worship him, seeking to come together uh, as one to, to worship him and I think the key thing that we see here is that we, we should pray for an environment in which God may be worshipped that's, that's the key thing um, uh, not, not the wonders of the structure but the environment that it creates that is geared towards the worshipping people, people uh, that want to come to God. So pray, um, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray um, for a place where those who love God feel secure, feel loved, uh, and a place where the people of God know they belong. And it says to pray for peace and prosperity. For the sake of, verse 8, for the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. And that, to me, implies um, not a, a, a moving forward as, as the people of God. Um, not just standing still, but uh, moving forward. So I think... These psalms sort of help us just to see how worship arises out of life, out of our attitude for life, out of uh, proving God's help uh, in our lives. And I think it's just helpful perhaps just as we draw things together, just to think about, well, how... um, We've been talking about the people of Israel, we've been talking about the city of Jerusalem, the temple, the physical uh, environment and how the, 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 the people of Israel were very much focused on God's presence as being in Jerusalem. And, and we know that for us as Christians, as, as Neil was preaching this morning on the coming of the Spirit, that a whole new framework has been set uh, as, as the people of God under the new covenant and under Christ's um, shed blood um, we, we're, we're, we have a greater freedom when we're not tied to any one particular location and just, just to sort of take those three points in terms of what we know in terms of um, our life as Christians um, our, our distress we know is, 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 is related to the sin um, slavery to sin, Paul talks doesn't he very often of being slaves to sin um, and I think that, that's sort of the, that's the fundamental root cause of, of the kinds of struggles and distress 
that we often go through, whether it's because we're in a fallen world that's spoilt by sin, whether it's sin in our own lives that leads us to make bad choices, um, very often our, our struggles are a reflection of the fact um, that we live uh, in, in a fallen world. Um, and we have the, the, the sort of the, the New Testament teaching on that, which the um, writers of the Psalms did not have. So we look with a, uh, a perspective that we can gain through reading the New Testament and realizing um, the effect that sin has had in the world and in our own lives. And in terms of resources, um, we can look to Jesus and, and again have a much more focused picture perhaps um, in the same way as the psalmist says, you know, I lift up my eyes to the Lord where my help comes from. We can say, well, fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher, the author and perfecter of our faith. He's the one we fix our eyes upon a lovely verse, wonderful verse, a staggering verse actually in, in 2 Peter 1 verse 3 where it says his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. What more resources could we ask for? God is there to help us and as we fix our eyes on Jesus the perfecter and the author and perfecter of our faith. So uh, we have that encouragement to keep uh, moving on the, the, the upward journey as pilgrims. And then our security, our worship is rooted in that security of our relationship with, with God. Security not in a particular place, uh, as the Jews look to Jerusalem, but in, in, our, in our relationship, in the knowledge of God and in his character and his provision, what we know of God through the Lord Jesus Christ, what the Holy Spirit ministers to us, that gives us that security that isn't tied to a location. Remember you know, those words that Jesus said to the, the, the woman of Samaria at the well, you know, the, the time is coming when um, true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. They are the kind of worshippers the Father is seeking. And it's not tied to Mount Jerusalem, it's not tied to Jerusalem, it's not tied to Mount Gerizim or wherever. Um, it's not even tied to Long Trend and Baptist Church. We can worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And I guess particularly as we you know, think about being out of the building for a time, very likely... Um, we can still worship the Lord. Yeah, okay, this building does have a special place in many of our hearts because of the associations that we have with it. But we can still worship the Lord in spirit and truth. And we can look back to the time when we come back and hopefully there will be walls and um, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a good place to, to worship the Lord. But it's here as a place for worshipping people of God and it's the worship that's the key rather than the physical surroundings. So we don't have to make a journey to Jerusalem, we don't have to make a journey to any mountaintop, um, but we join with others to, to make a journey uh, to the place where we're secure in knowing that God has brought us this far and he will continue to be with us uh, for the journey right to the very end. And that's what gives us the security to draw our hearts out to worship him for who he is.
Let's just uh, bow our heads in, in prayer as we reflect and finish. Father, we pray that you would help us to know that you are there for us, whatever the the circumstances, and we thank you that uh, you promise to lead us step by step into what lies ahead, and we don't know what lies ahead, but you do, and we thank you that you have the power and the resources to lead us on ultimately to that place of ultimate security in your presence in heaven. But on the journey there, uh, we thank you that uh, we have that sure and certain hope, that place of security through the Lord Jesus, that we are your children, that you are at work in us, and that you won't let anyone pluck us out of your hand. And we pray that that may be a real stimulus to our worship of you, our thanksgiving, our praise, and that as we join in company with with others, that we may just sense that unity of spirit in drawing our hearts out uh, to you, knowing that you love us and you care for us. So lead us on, we pray. We have much to learn. We have much journeying still to do by your grace, and we pray for your help along the way. In Jesus' name. Amen.